Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. Thank you for coming out today. We had a wonderful good morning. And since there's no sneaking in, um, <laughs> no, come over here. There's, um, you want to say your name for the group? Hi, everyone. I'm Christine. Yeah, good. All right. We just said our names. So. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh huh. So we had our holiday potluck last night. Um, is really really nice how many people were there if you're there raise your hands yeah it was super sweet um it was interesting on uh my facebook memories um it came up the first ever flyer for the sunday sit came up um, the sacred roots flyer uh 2013 or something december 11 2013 it wasn't through inside la yet it was just like a group that we were sitting on the beach and you know we moved it indoors so um but i remember there's people from this group um that were coming back back then you know so linda was there dawn i think maybe there was like five of us or something <laughs> i'd be like oh, i don't know if anyone's gonna show <laughs> um the, this is a little off course, but the beach was always funny. We would meditate on the beach first before we moved it indoors. And uh, it was always the same meditation. There wasn't like a Dharma talk because there was so much noise and whatnot. And um, it was like, okay, we're meditating on the people talking about us. <laughs> Why are they doing that? Because <laughs> they're meditating. <laughs> Or there'd be like soccer games would start up behind them, <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah. So today we're talking about um, self-discipline versus self-acceptance. Um, I was thinking about this and wrote a little poem or, or whatnot, did a little post about Resilience is equal parts self-discipline and self-acceptance. Um, yeah. I'm just playing, playing with that, and what, what does this mean? Uh, I picked up a book. I picked up this book. It was an impulse buy. I think I was at an airport or something, and, and I saw it. And, and um, it's by... The, the author is <clears throat> Jocko. Jocko, ah, interesting name. Willink? So he's a uh, former Navy SEAL, and he wrote that this book is called Discipline Equals Freedom, a, a field manual. And uh, when I saw it, I loved the branding of it because it was like, this is how we look at discipline. You know, <laughs> it's, what's that? It's so severe. It's so severe. It's very harsh. Wow. You know, the whole thing is black. If you're listening on the recording. This entire book is black. Even the pages are pure black. You know, like this. And it's in completely black and white. It's very dark, you know, obviously. So it's this, um, and it's this um, very harsh or stern, uh, maybe, connotation of, of it. Um, and he's in the shadows. There's a sort of 
an image of him, but he's but he's in the shadows. And so it's not very obviously bright. And the first um, the first image is of like weights on the ground, like steel, you know, and, and whatnot. And um, anyway, this this is actually a very gentle man. If you ever seen him on on video or whatnot, he's very has this very um, it internally seems very kind, externally very stern. So this idea, you know, of, of discipline, kind of the energy of it, I think is the first thing that, that we look at is like, how does this feel when we, when we think about, about discipline? How does that feel inside? And I think that there is this basic understanding that there is suffering, like we need to, discipline equals like push through, you know, push through. And I'm going to read something now that I lost my place because I was looking at other stuff. But I think this is a really good idea, at least for me, like my idea of, of discipline. It says over, overcoming procrastination, when and where to start. So this is kind of like the idea about it. People want to know how to stop laziness. They want to know how to stop procrastination. They have an idea in their head, maybe even a vision, but they don't know where to start. When they ask and they say, where do I start? When is the best time to start? And I have a simple answer, here and now. This is it. You want to improve, you want to get better, you want to get on a workout program or a clean diet or start a new business, you want to write a book or make a movie or build a house or a computer or an app, where do you start? You start right here. When do you start? You start right now. You initiate action. You go. Here is the reality. The idea isn't going to execute itself. The book isn't going to write itself. Those weights in the gym, they aren't going to move themselves. You have to do it. And you have to do it now. So stop thinking about it. Stop dreaming about it. Stop researching every aspect of it and reading all about it and debating the pros and cons. Start doing it. Take the first step and make it happen. Get after it here and now. So I like aspects of that, of like, just, I, I like to say that, that motivation comes, motive, uh, discipline or motivation a lot of times comes after the action. So we just, the more we do it, the more you can do it, right? And then the other aspect, which is not included in that, and I haven't, I haven't really read this whole book or anything, but maybe he says, he says it elsewhere, but more uh, important is the why this is to me i don't really believe i believe that self-discipline is probably the most underutilized um, spiritual muscle like in our time we don't talk about self-discipline a lot and yet self-discipline in the way that we look at it i think is fundamentally wrong in that I don't really believe in self-discipline. I believe in, do you have your motivation in line enough or not? I believe if you don't want to do something, then there's a reason why you don't want to do something. If you're lazy about something, then you're not motivated to do that something. And if you are motivated to do that something, there's no such thing as self-discipline because you just want to do it. You know. 
So if you take an, an athlete, for example, they're really motivated by how they feel in their body when they're in shape, and they want to be at the top of their game, and they want to perform to a certain level. And it might look like self-discipline, like waking up really early in the morning, training for all these long hours. But really, this is, this is um, you know, all, all part of that end goal, right? So it's, it's all worth it. It's not something, oh, I got to push through and this and that. It's just like, you know, I can't wait to perform at, that, at this level or something like that. So the idea that, that discipline is just suffering, I think it goes into um, this, this wrong view of, of what it is. I think if we have the right motivation and understanding about something, then, then it's easier, right? Well, then it's easy. I was listening to uh, Joseph Goldstein talk about uh, abandoning the unwholesome, what is unwholesome. And he, and he was talking about non-killing and uh, no sexual misconduct and you know, right speech and, and these types of things. And so again, when we're talking about discipline on the path, some of these things are brought up, like this is renunciation and whatnot, no gossiping and this and that. And again, if we have the right understanding, these things are, are easy. So he said one thing that really resonated with me. He said, uh, he was talking about right speech. And he said, Often fi oftentimes I find myself shading the truth to protect somebody's feelings, right? So somebody, if I say the exact truth, it might hurt their feelings. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I totally feel that, right? <laughs> and, um, and he says, we think that this is being compassionate, but it's, it's actually very harming. And it's harming because you're teaching that person not to trust themselves. They might know inside intuitively something's not exactly right but then you show up and say no it's all good you know, everything's all right and then they're not trusting themselves anymore right they're like oh okay i really felt like something was off but they're saying it's okay and so the, for me that really hit home because that's like a very deep spiritual thing of somebody connecting with themselves in, in that way um and and so not not in a way of you know self discipline or anything did did I think oh I really need to you know somehow you know, shore up my speech it was just motivating it's just motivating to to do that right so that just goes under this right view of where we're coming from so the other aspect is from the the self-acceptance side and this is interesting because uh, what what I look at with self-acceptance is what self am, am I attempting to accept what I mean by that is that ultimately we're okay like we're fine. Ultimately, we're okay. There's, there's nothing to accept. We're not accepting, like our Buddha nature, like our our true nature. What we're accepting is, 
what, what I'd like to think of it more is, is heart-mind. Like, we're, we're accepting the habits of, of the mind. So one thing that I'd like to always say when somebody comes in, um, for those of you that don't know, I work in depression and anxiety clinics, and if I'm, if I'm seeing somebody for the very first time, I remind them that they are not there because of them. And I hate the term mental health because there's no such thing as mental health. It's just it's a physical thing. If you have your knee pain, you know you're not your knee pain. Same thing with mental health. So I remind them, you're fine. You, you, nothing's wrong with you. You're not here because of you. We're working on your brain. We do something called transcranial magnetic stimulation. We're waking up the neurons in your dorsal lateral prefrontal cortex. They're creating new neural pathways back to the pharmaceutical part of the brain. So when an external stimulus comes in, you're going to have that pathway is going to be open. And that pathway is going to send an electrical signal down. And, and serotonin, dopamine, and oxytocin will be released. Right? This is what's actually happening. Nothing's wrong fundamentally with them. And so looking at self-acceptance... You know, I look at it more as you know, we're, we're mind training. We're in this, in this realm of mind training. And we're working with, with a mind that been, has been habituated into certain patterns for who knows how long. And so it's a big project, you know, watching this mind transform. Right? So little by little, in my personal experience, I've taken the, the eye out of it. The self-acceptance is, is more of this project of looking at mind and staying patient as I watch this mind and its neurosis very, very, very slowly transform. <laughs> very slowly, but watching this. And, you know, honestly, more and more of my meditations, or like, especially around self-discipline, when there's the, this kind of apex of you know, when I'm procrastinating or, you know, watching this, thing, you know, this all happen. You know, it's like my inner slacker, you know. <laughs> the inner slacker is arising. <laughs> um, and I do inner slacker meditation, right? And, and, and I think that this, this judgment, going from judgment to understanding is the key. Going from judgment to understanding is the key to that. <coughs> and I think this is this is what uh, the, you know, the, the, the judgment piece and the non-sitting with piece is what stops us from unraveling what's in the way of that, mm -hmm. you know. And it goes back to that beginning of what are we not connecting with? If we're not connecting with the right motivation, then, you know, we're lazy or, or, or whatnot. So, but by sitting with, and not in, a, in not even in a way that I want to transform, I want to understand. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not even trying to get better. Mm -hmm. I'm literally just watching this happen. And I have a, I have a thing that I do. It's really weird watching it happen. <laughs> I have a, uh, I have a new. When I'm procrastinating on the computer, I create a new tab, and I click R and I hit enter, and that brings up my favorite motorcycle website. Mm 
<laughs> but what's weird about it is that I'll do it when that tab's already open. You know, like the tab's already open. Right. And I'll, I'll, I'll create a new one anyway. I don't know, it's weird because I, I, want, I want to go there. But I, I watch myself do it. And then when I do that, and that's usually when I'm avoiding something else, like when I'm procrastinating. So I'll stop and I'll do a little bit about just sitting with, just sitting with. And as, as a practical tool, what I do next is I do a very, very, very little bit. I call it just like moving forward. I tell myself, just move forward. Because I, I have a project in my head, right, that I need to get done. And I don't want to do it. And it feels overwhelming. So I just move towards. I move forward. I move towards. Just a little bit. I just move towards. Right? So instead of reading my favorite uh, blog or whatnot... I'll move towards what, what I, quote unquote, should be doing, right? In a very you know short time, many times, just like just moving towards, right? But that's through an understanding. But what I'm understanding is, is the energy behind that, and I'm also understanding my motivation. I'm understanding why would I want to do this thing. I'm understanding maybe I shouldn't do that thing. Like, overall. I said no to something this week because I kept feeling, why don't I want to do this? So I called the person up and I said, you know that retreat that we're, that we're planning? Yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, you know, can, can we revisit that next year, you know? Because I'm just not intuiting that. But to recap, I think it's really important, and again, just trying this on for yourself, is that not coming from a place of you know, I'm wrong, or I need to be fixed, I'm broken, and I'm going to, you know, transform this in some way. But taking a step back into non-judgmental, compassionate awareness to watch that I have these habits that just are formed, you know, have been formed for so long. And can I, can I, underst can I understand these, you know, from this place of understanding? Can I understand that a little bit better? Can I sit with that a little bit better? You know, and then notice too, that which is looking to understand is so beautiful, like the presence, you know. And, and in that space of presence, I think we have, we have the tools now that we could look because we have the openness, we have the spaciousness, we have the non-judgment. We have naturally accepting what is in that presence, in that awareness, yeah. We have strength and courage and, and all those things because it's not personal, yeah. So much of this is not personal, yeah. Let's see how we're doing on time. So I think going back to the spiritual path, the why is so incredibly important. And I love write, uh, reading stories of, of meditation um, masters to meditation students and, and whatnot and, and autobiographies. And, you know, we all have our own motivation for this. And so I think that hearing more and more voices is, it just impacts that, that motivation for all of us. Yeah, when we hear 
um, stories of people and, and why they do it and whatnot. So um, it's a bigger group today, but I still would love to hear uh, what motivates you to practice, right? So we're gonna we're gonna turn turn towards uh, one another and maybe make groups of, of three or four and chat about this, but but be fully aware that there's a lot of people in a small room. Um, so go ahead and turn towards each other, maybe three or four people. Talk about what motivates you to practice. Bell that can't stop ringing. Wow. It's a beautiful bowl. I'm sorry. And a stick. It's like no joke. This is discipline. Um, don't make me ring the bell. Speak softly and carry the stick. Yeah. I was I was using a mok to hit the chanting. It was about this big. Yeah. And I went to Korea to a temple, and the mok was like this big oh, thing. I was like, Whoa! <laughs> I love like the little singing bowls, the little tiny brass ones that have such a big ring to it. You know, they're really done right. You know, it's neat. All right. So, what came up for everybody? Anyone want to share with the larger group? Yeah. Um, I sort of thought and related uh, self-discipline to motivation and sort of that it's a fuel for itself, essentially. Um, that the more motivation you have, you'll obviously be able to uh, sort of carry that more into self-determination and um, allow yourself to continue on the path that you choose. And for me personally, um, I found that another component that is sort of relates to all that is confidence, especially in terms of uh, getting yourself motivated. Um, mm -hmm. And whether it's uh, confidence that feeds uh, motivation or uh, vice versa, we need to sort of build up one in order to have the other. So, mm -hmm. since I know I have issues, um, at least from my own personal history, in terms of confidence, I've sort of taken into practice to motivate myself to build up more confidence. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. um, get that going and sort of a positive feedback loop. At least. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you. I, I really enjoyed what you said about uh, your focusing on your why. And I noticed that my practice improved so much when I just started to focus on, on the fact that, oh, I'm so much better and so much more focused when I meditate twice a day. Mm -hmm. I, I meditated so irregularly for so many years, and mm -hmm. then at some point I realized, I, I need to do this every day. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the, the difference is like night and day, and so that was very helpful. And then now I find myself sometimes, you know, wanting to come home and vegetate when I really still have stuff I need to do, you know, but it's, oh, it's Netflix time, you know, and you, you, oh, I just want to see what happens in the next episode of this show. You know? Oh, God. 
you know, the Buddha series is so good, uh, you know, on Netflix. Uh, let, let's see what happens, see if they get it, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, I love what you said, and uh, I, I've decided I'm going to do my second meditation a little earlier in the day so that uh, the second half of my day is, is still very productive and focused on my why. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> For me, meditation is self-care. It's like pampering myself. It's something I look forward to because I know how relaxed and calm and how much it's going to help with my anxiety, my insomnia, and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't perceive it as discipline because to mm -hmm. me, too discipline is to punish. Mm -hmm. It's more of pampering, self-pampering, like getting a mani-pedi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love how you just said, it's pampering because I know it's going to help with my insomnia, mm -hmm. with this and that, so you have your why. Mm -hmm. Like, I, yeah, it's, it, it's not, it's not discipline when we have our why, mm -hmm. <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, everything's. I'm just thinking about um, the other side and how very strong addictive behavior is. Yeah. I, I just think of you know situations where the why is pretty strongly developed, mm -hmm. but then there's really deeply entrenched um, addictive, you know, addictions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what you would say about that are people who you know start in patterns of having a daily practice, but then. It falls short because the the addictive behaviors are so compelling. Yeah, and maybe I, it's like what you were saying there. Well, well let, letting yourself sit with, well, what are the reasons for the addiction? You know, actually allowing that to be there and accepting that. Um, yeah, as far as this path, just to stay in the lane of this path because you know addictive personalities and whatnot, like in a therapeutic sense, can be you know looked at in, in the. You know, maybe go see a therapist for some things, but as, as far as the path goes, um, yeah, as far as just sitting with, and what is the resistance, because I think without sitting with, obviously we just go into the patterns, right? And then and the pattern is that big circle that could be the, the judgment, the this, the that, and whatnot. But I'm really curious on what it is and, and staying present through my coping mechanisms. You know, that when I'm suffering, instead of going inward, then when I, when I can't, and I see myself in a coping mechanism, and long, as long as it's not self-harming, I, can I watch that and see why is, there, why is there this thing that I need to do something for relief to happen? And when does that relief happen? Hmm. So when's my satisfaction happening? Let's say if it's food, you know, it's like, when exactly is that contentment arising? When is that emotion falling away? When do I really feel good? And really contemplating that. Like, did it work? You know? Did it work? Did that satisfy me? What if I move towards? And then, you know, now when I feel that arise, I move towards meditation and looking inward, and then I contemplate that. Like, how did that feel in comparison? Because I've watched... I've watched this insatiable, like drinking salt water, uh, addiction to what what is out, you know, what is outward, and it's just like, oh, that didn't work, that wasn't sustainable, no. you know. But if I turn inward, like, how does this feel, you know? Mm. So looking at those two. Mm. Thank you. 
Uh, our group, I think without exception, we went to our hearts for motivation mm -hmm. and how the practice has opened our hearts mm -hmm. and how like life-changing that's been for us. And we also talked about um, the Sangha and how sitting here, like this is something extra than sitting at home too, and that's part of the motivation too is the Sangha. Mm -hmm. Mostly the heart practices, I think. Thank you. Yeah, for me this went back to something that was a different thing that you taught a while ago. I'm probably going to butcher the word, but uh, one of the paper and pen exercises you had to do, which was a sadhana, is that right? You? A sadhana? Sadhana, mm -hmm. thank you. See, I do. I sadhana. Yeah, sadhana. <laughs> yeah. So, but the sadhana, you know, which, and that has really, you know, that's sort of stuck with me ever since then, and it's been very, you know, I. Discipline is a wrong, is not the word I would use for it, but sort of a structure, a, a structure to it, which has been very helpful. I've been saying for a long time, is sort of wandering all over the, you know, mm -hmm. you know, wandering all over the place. But to sit down and formally, you know, every time I sit, intention, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. To alleviate suffering, develop wisdom and compassion, awaken to the truth of the way things are. I mean, just, mm -hmm. so that's, that's what it is. And none of those are attainable, right? It's hard to grasp for mm -hmm. wisdom and compare you know there's not but just that intention mm -hmm. and then you know, and then remind yourself the motivation and you know all those things it's just yeah that's you know taking the first you know sometimes it's two minutes sometimes it feels like it's 10 minutes to get through it because the mind mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh shopping list oh wait a minute <laughs> yeah right. motivation what am i doing yeah. yeah but just that just you know i don't know there's probably discipline there too, but I think of it more as sort of a scaffolding to build this, yeah. so that the so that it's going in right. sort of going in the right direction and mm -hmm. less, you know, less shopping list. More, <laughs> more. Yeah, that's know, a great point. More, more to where more to where it is. So, and that and structure, you know, that, that has a kinder, that sort of has a kinder feel since mm -hmm. compassion's a part of it. That just feels, you know, it's just trying to. <clears throat> Get it going in the right direction. Right, that, right. That sort of helps, and that's been very, I mean, that's just been very helpful for me personally. So that whether it's ten minutes, forty minutes, whatever it is, it just that time feels worthwhile. Like in that, uh, it, even I mean, even when it's bad sitting, right? Yeah. <laughs> at least you know the, the the you know at least it's happening for a, a reason that I want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's heading, you know, even if I'm missing, it's that's kind of where <laughs> that's the that's the north for me. So it's actually just been very very helpful. In a long time and yeah yeah sadhana for those of you that don't know it's just a structure to your meditation uh, your, your your meditation so a sadhana will have certain elements in it and it could be there's you know hundreds of different sadhanas out there but it's you know basically having a form to it so you know you're going to start with your intention motivation maybe taking refuge mm -hmm. buddha dharma sangha re recalling the four thoughts that turn the mind towards dharma some kind of open heart meta practices then Maybe the meat of it will be more meditation on on breath. It could be, it could be deity yoga. It could be aware of awareness, and then going back to your original intention, dedicating the merit of your practice. Um, and so, bookends it with your intention, and then dedicating uh, the merit towards that intention and to all beings. So, like making it easy on yourself. This is actually a great point. Um, so when you're not 
you really self-motivated, you know, you can go to a, a guided meditation, or you could just read your sadhana. Just mm -hmm. read it. What I've done is I've recorded mine. When I've really dull, lazy mind, I've recorded it, and so I just listen to it. <laughs> you know, I listen to myself read my own sadhana, <laughs> and I'm and I'll even fall asleep to it. You know, if I'm really dull mind and really really sleepy, I'll just put it in there, and I'll even just fall asleep to it. You know. Um, you know, I got that from the practices uh, in the Tibetan tradition that have a lifetime commitment, and you have to say it, it you have to do your sadhana every <coughs> single day. And I recognize the, the older students that had a lot of commitments. You have to at least read your sadhana every day. And we'd be traveling around, and they'd pull out like 45 minutes worth of just reading empowerments and reading their sadhanas. But they would keep the energy of it because they've sat with those sadhanas sometimes for an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. And they've been doing it for years. And so by reading it, the energy of all that came back. You know, it's not just reading it because it's the whole energy of those long, long sits and long time of practice can come back. So just reminding ourselves of these truths is so important. So making it easy on ourselves, that's that's. It's like having a gym that's close. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, it's close. You know, it's, it's more motivating. You, know? yeah. don't, you don't have to think about it. Don't make it up every yeah. time. You just, you can, you can just do, it. do it. Do the work. Totally. Let me see how we're doing on time. Yeah, we're doing okay. Yeah. Um, so when you told me what the topic was going to be, self-discipline versus self-acceptance, I was thinking about how different they are and opposite they are, and, and then you started your talk by saying, you know, resilience is 50%, is half one and mm -hmm. half the other, which makes it less like a boxing match, more like a team event, you know? <laughs> and, and then I was, I was thinking about the why of why, why I sit every day, and um, when, it, when I have an opportunity to do something, I fold the laundry or I can sit, what does not come up for me is, no, 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 go sit. No, don't do that. No, that's bad. Go sit. No, you must go sit. No, deny whatever is going on with you and go sit. It just feels like go sit. And I just realized that in when we talk about self-discipline, the cultural association is very much no to what you want yeah. and yes to what you know. But it's like, I think that our self-discipline for practicing being in conjunction with the self-acceptance has there's no aversion or rejection or denial about it like that's mm -hmm. what it, yeah. there shouldn't be like a no to something and a yes to sitting or a no it yeah. just there's not a no component like mm -hmm. it's only a a, a positive positive upward, charge uplifting kind yeah. of a yeah. experience so from your i was so excited about your talk you told me about it but it's funny how much that title has changed in its meaning completely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. since your talk. Yeah. Thanks, Casey. Well, thank you. <laughs> if it resonates with, if anything anyone ever says resonates with you, it's all because of you. Because <laughs> it's in you. Mm -hmm. You know, I was with a one-on-one -on -one client the other day, and she's like, that really resonated with me, that was wonderful. And I said, well, that's because it's in you. <laughs> and um, and she's a yoga instructor and, and whatnot. And I said, you ever feel like, you know, with some students you're a rock star mm -hmm. and some students are like, eh, 
<laughs> you know, like, oh, that was just, uh, whatever, you know. It's because it's in them. <laughs> if it resonates with them, then then you look great, you know. But if it doesn't, you're, they're just like, ah, oh, that Casey guy, <laughs> whatever. So, yeah. I found that uh, book that you brought out interesting because I feel like I'm super disciplined in um, what he said about like making the first step and then moving forward. For me, it's, it's I am, I do push myself with discipline to start my meditation or anything that I really want to do. And I don't even know why, I'm just pushing myself you know, but then once I actually take the first step, then I know why, and then I remember, yeah. you know, so it's, I don't know, I thought that was interesting at least. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, my dad used, we used to have all of our workout equipment growing up was in the garage, and my dad would, would just say, just get to the garage. <laughs> just go out to the garage, that's where all the weights are, you know, just... And he's so right. You just get out there. You start lifting a little bit, and then, then it's fun, you know. But yet, to just just get out there. Yeah. All right. So, anyone else? Um, before we close today, um, a, a bittersweet announcement that a very, very awesome human being and long, long, long time member of our Sangha. She didn't get my permission, but she's leaving. She's moving to Dawn. Dawn! Yes. Um, in a couple weeks, she has a wonderful opportunity um, you know, she's. Do you want to tell them a little yes. bit about what you're doing? Sure. Oh gosh, sure. Well, hi everyone that I don't know personally. Um, I am moving to Oregon, just south of Portland, about an hour south. I'll be working at a small state university there. I've been a speech pathologist, but this has been a, a like a long-term, long-time passion for me, the social justice violence prevention work, and I will be the violence prevention coordinator oh, at your nice. Gender and Equality Center. Oh. So, yeah, it is bittersweet, but it's really like, I mean, I've super resonated with me and that like just, because it continues to be scary, right? But it's just like, what's the next step? What's the next step? Each step is possible. But um, so thank you, and and this is the space. And I haven't been as consistent, but it's. Um, I want to thank. I want to thank you. I want to thank the teachers, Casey, Wendy. She's not here, but um, I know all of that is part of. You know, on a cellular level, everything that's created here has been so impactful. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your presence and energy and awesomeness. And, and um, yeah, I want to, you know, close this sit with sending Dawn some, some meta practice. So we send her some loving kindness. And so maybe just come back into our, our meditative posture.
And she mentioned you know, that it's still a struggle. The unknown is always something difficult for the mind to tame as it loves to catastrophize and make up a whole bunch of stuff. And also recognizing our interdependence as she moves and carries with her our community. And thinking of the new community that she's going to be involved with and her pure intention to help others. And sending some love and kindness, compassion, rejoicing. And giving strength to her vision for peace, equality, kindness to bloom in her work and the people that she touches. And then again, that's going to come back to us. And extending this intention out to all beings. especially this intention of nonviolence and equality. May the example that they're doing there spread to all communities everywhere. beings be happy. May all beings be free from suffering. Om Mani Padme Om. Just listen to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.